Music communications with fewer complications. It's Rhyme and Reason 452. Hey there, Tony here, communicating with you once again through the Rhyme and Reason podcast, and I'm so grateful that you're there. Thank you for tuning in. It gives me a reason to make some rhymes. And I'm talking today again about some more sort of dealing with health and music. And I'm talking about music communications this time. So I was reading this article about uh, a young woman who wrote about the differences between a music therapist and what she called a glorified performer. Because I know some guys, I actually know a couple of guys personally, who give a lot of good musical therapy, like in nursing homes and and schools and things like that. But they're not certified music therapists. And so this woman was showing her bias, you know, at the very beginning of the article, that, um, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. You have a bias, you have a bias. She didn't admit she has a bias, but that's okay. Um, she was taking a stand. And that's a good thing. But she was talking about the difference between a music therapist and a glorified performer. And after reading her, her article, I wondered why you know, so many music therapists believe music communications have to be so darn complicated. And they come out sounding so serious. And, you know, it can be. Music therapy can be a, a serious thing when you're actually trying to help people with it. I get that. I have no problem with that. But I don't think a musician has to feel like a glorified performer just for wanting to help people without a music therapy certification. I don't believe you have to have that in order to help people with music. The young woman who wrote the article, and of course is going to remain nameless and linkless to protect her identity, she said performing and therapy are two entirely different processes, but I don't, I don't believe they're mutually exclusive myself. She said, quoting her, while performing, I try to communicate some form of message to an audience and am focused on how I am communicating that through sound. The focus is internal and musical. Okay, unquote. And, and that's great. It's a good mindset for staying on top of your performance. Well, she also added, my thoughts tend to be along the lines of, can I hit that high note right now? Am I thinking about the emotion of the song and living it? And then she said, as a music therapist, that she focuses on the person in front of her because she wants to be able to uh, assess them so she can provide receptive music techniques. That's what she calls them, receptive music techniques and then watch their reactions. And she said she's thinking about whether they're in pain or if they're anxious or sad, lonely, confused, agitated. I get it. That all makes sense to me. It totally makes sense. But I actually believe you can do both. Perform with thoughts of giving your best performance. Yeah, of course, do that. And observe reactions so you can do more of what's working. You know, you watch and see if they're smiling at something you're doing, we'll give them more of that. If they're grimacing, you might want to give them less of whatever it is you're doing. And again, I, I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. In fact, 
I think performance and therapy should be synergistic. There you go. That's one of those woo-woo words that I'll use. And I get it how music therapists are trained to look for those therapeutic results. But their training is in areas like psychology and neurology and the different systems of the body. There's nothing wrong with that. But none of it teaches them how to care for and love their neighbor. There's a key thing to have in you and be willing to do. I've seen, I don't know, who knows how many medical professionals who really know their stuff. But you can see they just don't care about the health and well-being of their patients. I've experienced this recently. It's sad. You can tell that they're trying to make a lot of money and not necessarily trying to heal people. But, you know, so it is that life is like that. It's full of people who do those kinds of things. And that's in every industry, including the so-called healthcare. Our, there's a little side note. Uh, healthcare system has neither health nor care. Anyway, no matter how well you're trained in music communications or music therapy or any other health-related field, it doesn't make you a caring person. There's the key. That comes from somewhere else. And here's a hint. It ain't you. And it ain't me. That caring comes from the Creator. And if you can lean on Him and trust in Him and try to do things more His way, then you can have some of that caring too. And you can express some of that caring even when you're playing music and you're not a certified music therapist. You can help people. A little music therapy can be so good for you and me. But something else has to be there. It's simple, tender, loving care. Okay, there's my little soapbox thing on music communications, music therapy, all of that sort of thing. And until next time, remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a 